Dash Radio presents Vinyl Night. On LA's west side, a group of avid and devoted vinyl collectors scour the remaining handful of locally owned record shops for the rarest of original vinyl to bring you music you won't hear on any other radio platform. None of it is digital. This is how music was meant to be enjoyed. This is Vinyl Night.
Only one thing I can say to you, let's go. Get- 
welcome to another Vinyl Night Presents show. Um, how you doing, Vic? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, loving a little bit of cold weather here in Los Angeles in November. Yeah. Change is good. Growing a little fuzz on the top lip to make up for it. Yeah, it's quite a mustache. It's a good thing you're on the radio and not TV right now. It could be bad for ratings. I think you're right. And speaking of what ratings, uh, we want to thank the listeners. We're uh, viewing is up um, a million percent. Yeah, absolutely. And a, and a huge shout out to Dash Radio for promoting What the Funk. It's been really, really fun having this show. Absolutely. Who we've been listening to, Vic? So before this, we had a song from 1968 by the LeBron Brothers uh, called Let's Get Stoned. Right. Okay. Is that about um, a crucifixion? I don't know what it's about. I'll let you. I'll let you figure it out. Okay. I'm sure our listeners are, are old enough. Actually, speak, speaking of which, not only is viewing viewing up a million percent, but sixty percent of our audience is under twenty five. That's brilliant. Did you could you even figure that out from a as a vinyl show on the internet? Well, I mean, I think it speaks to what's happening with the world of vinyl. Everybody talks about this re-emergence of vinyl. Again, some of us are old enough to know that it never really went away. So we're stoked to have fans of all ages listening to our show and digging through the crates and buying more vinyl. Keep the conversation going, right? Absolutely. Right, kids, you had Lagonia Bahia there from Peru, uh, late 60s, um, from a fantastic little comp um, recommended to me by a good friend uh, back east, uh, Peru Bravo. Yeah, that was a beautiful track. And before that, we started with an Alan Toussaint written song and composed, but performed by Lou Donaldson and Lonnie Smith. Everything I play has got to be funky, as you well know. Uh, rest in peace to the one and only Alan Toussaint, who passed away in the last couple days. A tremendous musician, composer, pianist, and just extraordinary human being uh, with a discography that just spans generations of wonderful music. So we wanted to give him some props and play some music for him. Yeah, and it's testament to his work that we had some of his uh, his produced records or covered records, in your case, Vic, today. Uh, the other one we heard was the uh, Wild Chapatulas, uh, produced by Alan, uh, and featuring the Meters. I think we featured them on the show before. That was Brother John. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, to the power of music and the power of men and women that continue to influence people like you and I, Ben, it's it's a wonderful experience to be able to remember somebody with love and with vinyl and to go through the stacks and find something that speaks to us. We've had those albums in our collections for a long time. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, another tune now. And uh, coming up on the show later on, mystery guest. Who's it going to be? Kevin Donan's uh, just parking his car. We'll find out soon. Some gon' get you Some gon' grab you Some gon' jump out the bushes and grab you Hold out on no. You're the wrong fast Some gon' grab you Some gon' jump out the bushes and grab you Some gon' grab you Oh, you need to stay in gravity. Yeah, yeah. Keep on running. Keep on running from my love. Keep on running, yeah. Keep on running from my love. Some folks think that you're really, really fine. All you wanna be is just a Gonna break your heart, and you'll be sad real soon. 
nome completo Quanta vida Guarda um segredo Parte vida Nome de guerra Quanta vida Seu endereço Ponto central No picadeiro aberto a fama Passa perto até que a lona cai E o circo vai Mas banda pensa e banda no letreiro a gás E o nome do jornal Banda Vital Nome completo Banda Vital Guarda um segredo Parte vital Nome de guerra Banda Vital seu endereço, ponto central. Sonho quando é forte, às vezes muda a sorte, pode até dar pé, se Deus quiser. E o um pecadinho à toa, como Deus perdoa, pode ter lugar, pode ajudar. Mas o nome completo, manda vida. Guarda um segredo, parte vida. O nome de guerra, banda de Seu meu endereço, ponto central. Mas o nome completo.
fantastic. A little fine selection of short, uh, short classics there. Um, who were we just listening to there, Vic? Uh, we just listened to Friday Night Funk for Saturday Night Brothers by Rusty Bryant. Mr. Bryant making another repeat appearance. He's yeah. like your quarterback at the moment. Yeah, he's a tough one to get off the show. That's good. Uh, prior to that, we had uh, Marcos Belli. Uh, I have to shout out Rick Conrad for, uh, for pointing that one out to me. Yeah, that um, was a beautiful track, man. So good. Such a revolutionary Brazilian cool, funky tune. Uh, and then Somtres covering Jorge Ben with uh, my brother Charlie. And before oh. that, we had Horoscope from 1968 by the one and only Henry Kane on the Hammond B3 organ. Now, I'm going to put something out there to our Vinyl Night friends and followers. <clears throat> As you know, we're based in Los Angeles, um, and we do this show every week um, during drive time uh, for our, uh, our friends and family all over the, uh, the West Coast. Um, we are going to offer... Uh, Mikey, what's the maximum we can get in a studio? Is it like five or six people? Yeah? So we're going to get some of our closest friends and fans to come and join us on... Uh, we've got, obviously, quite a few shows coming up in December with... Uh, the holiday period amongst uh, upon us so i'm going to put it out there and say inbox us at uh vinylnight.co see if you can work it out go to vinylnight.co there's a little mail icon you click on it you send us an email and you say you want to come on the radio and spin some tunes with us that sounds brilliant basically we're going to let them kind just, of take over the airwaves and help us curate a, a set on dash it's, radio it's not vinyl right if it's just us telling everyone what's cool oh, i agree it's got to be them coming on as well well, and, and that's such a perfect transition because speaking of cool, we have the one and only Kevin Doan in, in the studio with us again. There he is. How are you? Well, fine. Thank you. And that was a very nice introduction. But I think instead of Los Angeles, it's them coming into Hollywood. Ah, there's the expert talking. They're very good. Kevin, of course, if anyone doesn't know, runs one of the coolest record stores uh, anywhere in the world, actually, but is based here in Hollywood. Uh, as the record turns, which um, you know, we've had a few Latin tunes uh, played today, and you have a fantastic Latin section I noticed earlier on. Well, it's been hit hard, but it's re- <laughs> replenishing. It's very difficult. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> Your card is under protection. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, Kevin, are you going to uh, warm us up to the mystery guest? Because once again, and, and for previous listeners, again, you've, you've heard some of the fan, most fantastic musicians ever recorded have come on this show uh, on the telephone, um, courtesy of Mr. Donan, who knows everybody from his years in the business. Um, we're excited to have another mystery guest today. Well, this mystery guest is very, very well known in the area of Blue Note. Hmm. Uh, he is highly regarded by other side men as well who have uh, been able to uh, share the same stage but this this pure gentleman and he also has books that are available uh, with this instrument that he masters and um, uh, he's recorded and played on stage with uh, L. Fitzgerald, hmm. Dexter Gordon, Grant Green, wow. Coleman Hawkins, Jimmy wow. Heath. Blue Knight wow. Greats. Freddie Hubbard, wow. Whoa. Bobby Hudson, wow. JJ Johnson, Jackie McLean, <laughs> Hank Mobley, Thelonious Monk, James Moody, Lee Morgan, oh. Wes Montgomery, Oscar Peterson, Buddy Rich, George Shearing, Wayne Shorter, Horace Silver, <laughs> Shirley Scott, Stanley oh. Turntine, McCoy Tyner, Sonny Rollins, George Benson, and Joe Williams, just to mention a few. This is a stellar lineup. Yes, it is, and it continues because he's been a sideman with uh, 
Pepper Adams, Matt Adderley, Mose Allison, Gene Ammons, Paul Blay, uh, Jackie Bayard, Donald Byrd, Johnny Coles, Hank Crawford, Sonny Chris, <laughs> Frank Foster, Dexter Gordon, Grant Green, Slide Hampton, Barry Harris, Eddie Harris, Hampton mm-hmm. Halls, Jimmy Heath, Joe Henderson, Bobby Hutchinson, Mill Jackson, Willis Jackson, Clifford Jordan, <clears throat> Yusef Latif, Jack <laughs> McDuff. The list just continues and just continues. And uh, I'm just in the state of awe to, just to have an opportunity to uh, recall some of the things that my parents and relatives have needle dropped when I wasn't allowed to even touch their instruments. I mean, their uh, turntables. And um, I'd like to take this time out now to uh, have the uh, honor to introduce the one and only Bob Crenshaw. Woohoo! All right, Mr. Crenshaw, hello. All right, I hear it. Hello, sir. We sorry we just had to hear a couple of bars. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm great. This is a real honor and a pleasure. And uh, you join an ever, you know, extended stellar lineup of guests we've had on the show. We're very excited to have you on. You, you're a real legend in our eyes. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, I've enjoyed every golden minute of it. Believe me. <laughs> As we have too, sir. Wow. I mean, that discography. I'm st- I'm still a little shell shocked here, Vic. I mean, but but, but I I want to name a few other things that you didn't name. Most of the kids heard me when they were babies. I'm the bass player for Sesame Street for 36 years. That's right. That's that's what I was so, brought up on. The number seven. That, that, that's what I'm saying. You you heard me and you didn't even know. You see. I love Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was connected. I helped put the show together, and I was the bass player for thirty six for thirty six years. That's wow. brilliant. Um, yeah, so, so, where are you, where are you based in the world these days? In New York. I live in New York. Oh, fantastic! Um, how long how long have you been there for? Oh, I've been in New York ever since nineteen fifty nine. Oh, there you go. Fantastic. So, um, I'm just I'm just looking here that you uh, were you born in in Illinois? I was born in Evanston, Illinois. Oh. Okay, fantastic. And you've been in the outside U- of Chicago, you know, but my musical career was spent playing in Chicago. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, what do you think of the current resurgence in vinyl records and, and people going out and seeking you as a as a player and a and a you know well versed sideman on some of these things? I know that, that you are a name that Vic and I look out for on a regular basis. Do you think it's uh, well, do you think it's a good I, thing for the for I the appreciate youth? it. <laughs> you know, I say I appreciate it, and the people I recorded with or the record companies appreciate it. You know, I I enjoy people listening to me because I listen to others. You know, I don't listen. You start to name some names. Most of the things I'm on, I never hear because I don't listen to me. You know, I play other bass players. I don't play me That's that much. I don't. I won't listen. You know, I know what I played when I do the record dates and you always start to think about it. if I listen to it I wish I had another chance because I start to hear different things so I don't really listen I do it and I- I'm hoping that other people enjoy yeah, I enjoy 
while I'm doing it. It was fun. Each one of those people you name, I had a ball. I had a ball. And I appreciate them giving me the space to be there with them, you know, and that was my thing. I, I enjoyed the company. So playing was playing was a luxury, but the company of these people, it, it's all been great for me. Well, well, sir, this is Vic. I have a question for you. I, okay. The discography is so diverse. Every Everybody from Eddie Harris to Shirley Scott to, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> the one and only Sonny Rollins and Wes Montgomery. And, I mean, uh-huh. how do you get in tune with such a different style from session to session because you've been on some of the most seminal albums of the last 50 years and yeah. and you can always tell it's you playing by the way right because you have that distinctive well, sound what i consider i consider myself you know ron ron carter and i used to say i consider myself i'm a super side man i've never been i've done all those recordings but i've never been a leader on a, a record date because I, I, I have a lot to say when I'm with them because they're great, but I've never tried to do anything as a leader. I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing behind people, whether it's a singer. You know, I was with Ella, Carmen, and all of these people. You know, uh, I've recorded with a lot of people and I played, but I enjoy a company. I love to play behind people. I really, you know, and I don't mind being in the background. I don't have to be out front in order to do what I do, you know. If for Sonny Rollins, my thing is I want to make him, he's a soloist. Sonny is a super, you know, there are guys who really play great solos and who are out there. Sonny is one of those people, and I enjoy playing under him playing, giving him, pushing him to play what he plays. So I'm kind of behind, I, you know, I could be behind a curtain and still enjoy the playing because that's what I think I do best. I'm a, I'm, I'm a super side man. Fantastic. And I have a, I have a musician question for you. Um, okay. Uh, as, a, as a side man who's obviously played with lots of other musicians, um, as, the bass, uh-huh. as the bass player, obviously you need to lock in with the drummer. Do you have any kind of obviously you've played with so many, um, any kind of favorite moments or favorite drummers out there that you've you've played with over the years? Well, some of my favorite, Billy Higgins was one of my favorites, and Mickey Roker is one of my favorites. Wow, those nice. two, Walter Perkins, the drummer that I came from Chicago with, these are the guys that I think I spent a lot of time with, and they all were incredible drummers, and I enjoyed. Locking them, I call it, I'm a lockdown bass player. I lock stuff in. I like to lock the groove in and just lay with it. When I started to play, I was a drummer before I was a bass player. Uh And when I listened to other groups, drums were exciting to me. People gravitate towards drums because it's an exciting sound. I enjoy helping the drummers, I enjoy locking their thing down so that they that they feel good and grooving with them. So I never have problems really playing with drummers because I listen to what they do 
and then I just lock it down. I make it so that it's so comfortable for them, they're ready to tear the house up. That's kind of my thing that I've done all my years. I love playing with the drummers. I love listening to the drummer and finding out where he does what he, how he puts his things. And then when I, when I find out and I hear what he's doing, then I lock his shit down. That is fantastic. Well, that is that is a perfect segue. We're going to hear a few more bars of your work, sir. We're going to analyse who the drummer is and see if you're having a good time, and then we'll talk to you in a minute. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Montgomery. He's he's an incredible. I heard him uh, when I was in college before I ever played. You know, wow. We would drive from uh, from where I was in school, and we would drive a couple hours to to hear him. He was an amazing. He was a beautiful guy. First of all, just a beautiful man. Period. But he had. He could play his can off. He was just—it was gorgeous, and I was really honored. That was one of the dates that I was really honored to be a part of because it was great, and it was a very commercial thing uh, 
for Wes at the time, you know, with mm-hmm. with, with with the strings and with the different things. It was beautiful. It was really a beautiful, you know. Well, he moved uh, beyond Winston Kelly Trio, had hadn't he? And to do it the... over, but it was great. Absolutely. It, it says on the liner notes of this one, uh, Mr. Cranshaw, that it says uh, there could have been two drummers. It, it was either Elcio, uh, Melito, or Grady Tate. Do you, do you happen? Yeah. Uh, who was the other drummer? Um, Helcio or Hel- Helcio Milito? See, see, I don't really. He may have been playing congas. Who was playing congas? Because we had, a, it was a lot, you know, oh, that, there was a lot of congas. That was Candido. Was, Candido Camaro. Oh, Candido. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the, you know, the, the, the other drummer. Yeah, uh, it sounds kind of. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally putting it out there. It could have been Grady, Grady based on Grady was an incredible player and an incredible reader. You right. know, so for some of those dates, like they would use guys because a lot of the parts were written. You know, it was freer for the rhythm section. It was freer for piano and drums and bass. But because there were other instruments, you know, when there were horns and so forth. Then Grady could read. Grady could take care of that. He he was incredible with that kind of thing. But it was an honor. Wes was just—he was beautiful. He was a beautiful. He played like he was. Well, you, you, this is Kevin, uh, Bob, and uh, you and uh-huh. I have, have had some great chats. And I, I just wanted to uh, let people know that uh, what you have acquired in your life is not luck. You really put your time into it, and the book. Like you said, bass uh, uh, lines with bass that you've written and things uh-huh. like that. But you, you mentioned a group of champions that that bring so much to the table, like Oliver Nelson and and Quincy Jones. You've played on Quincy Jones soundtracks. Can you talk about yeah, that a little uh-huh. bit? Yeah. Well, Quincy and I, I did a Grady and I were uh, again part of Quincy's band years ago, but. When Quincy was in New York, you know, he, before he moved to California and started to do again, he was here. And Grady, Grady Tate and I were his bass player and his drummer while he was in New York and things here. So, you know, we knew each other, you know, and it was an honor to, to, to be, you know, to be around him. He, he helped me grow. You, you actually so are, are uh, one of the, uh, there's a lot of people who've been to school, but you you, you use the, the challenges and you read music. So uh, you've played on the, the Palm Broker. You've also played yeah. on the uh, soundtrack for The Love of Ivy, which was uh, an yes. uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, Academy Award. So th- uh-huh. there's some, there, there are some things that you have, uh, have really accomplished, and we're going to play another track for you right here from uh, the great Sonny Rollins. Oh, okay. The bridge. Yeah, I've been with him for years. There you go.
fantastic playing there. Um, now, really that was the beginning. Well. Again, that was the first uh, album that I did uh, with Sonny. Yeah. But it was very strange. I played a concert with Sonny uh, in Chicago, the first Playboy Jazz Festival. And I was working with the drummer, Walter Perkins, from Chicago. And Sonny asked Walter to get the bass player that he enjoyed playing with to do this Playboy Festival. And it was a trio. It was just bass, drums, and Sonny. And and Walter asked if I would do it. And I said, uh, yeah, I would enjoy doing it. And then after I said yes, I started to think, oh, man, you know, I don't know whether I made a mistake kind of saying yes that I would do this because there's only, you know, there's no piano, there's nothing. I don't have any disguise. I'm out in the open. So I either, I'm going to either be able to do it or I'm going to fall on my face. And we played, and Sonny Rollins has said to me, he said, he played, we, we were playing someplace, and he played, he just started to play. Oh, it was at the festival. And soon as he didn't say what he was going to play, he didn't say the key. He just started to play, and I heard it immediately enjoying. And he said at that, soon as I did that, he knew that I was going to be his bass player because I asked very few questions. I just heard what he was doing, and we just locked in. So it was an honor for me to be able to play with Sonny. It was you know just great. I'm a lucky guy. I'm a lucky. I'm a lucky bass player because I've had some great experiences. Well, we're lucky that you walked in. Um, yeah, into our lives. i got to be honest with you, Bob. You. I see your discography, and you've played with some of my personal favorites. And uh, okay. what's it like being in a studio session with like some really funky cats like Shirley Scott or Stanley T that emphasize the Hammond I, I, B3 I organ? I, I enjoy playing with them so much. Because they had so much together, but Stanley and Shirley, I mean, they could get down. It was a joy. I looked forward to the record dates was in. But Stanley was, but we did a we did a concert here in New York before Stanley died, and it was Stanley Stanley Turntine was on on the bill, and Jimmy Heath was also on the bill, and when we played and with Stanley. And we finished, and I, I remember Jimmy Heath looking at his saxophone, and Jimmy said, damn, he said, that, what, what he played, that shit ain't even on my horn, you know, because he played so much. He was so soulful. Jimmy just had to laugh. I mean, this guy, Stanley could play. Stanley could turn him out, you know. I and remember talking when to When he this. died, the day that he died, we were getting ready to go to one of the islands to play. Grady Tate and I were getting ready to go with Stanley to play. And we got the word that he passed away th- that day. Mm. So, Wow. So um, we only have a couple of minutes left, sir. And uh, it just remains for us to say, you know, thanks to, uh, to, to everyone on the show for their time and Mikey producing and Kevin Donan for bringing you on. Um, we, we just wanted to kind of ask you... Uh, you know, before we sign off, um, uh, do, you, do you have a large record collection yourself? No. You don't. You don't collect records. No. Interesting. I'm interested to know why. Uh, I I don't like 
I, I don't hear from my students. I get a, I get to hear some things. I mean, my uh-huh. students have played records that I heard. Or just a quick story. I was in the car with Sonny Rollins' nephew, and we were going to rehearsal with Sonny, and they were playing something on the radio. And, and Cliff Jordan, I mean, Cliff uh, Anderson said, I would love to play with a rhythm section like that. And I said to Cliff, look, that rhythm section kind of sounds a little old. And when they announced it was Bob Cranshaw, Billy Higgins, <laughs> and Cedar Walton or somebody, and I didn't realize, so I don't really listen to me. When I'm playing, what's them, what I listen to a lot, I listen to Steely Dan, wow. you, you know, yeah. And a different, I listen to a lot of gospel music, yeah, and that kind of that that gives me a, that fires me up. I don't listen to a lot of jazz things at all. I hear some things through my students play because they're studying jazz, but I don't listen to a lot of jazz things. I don't have a lot of records at all. Do you, and you're still playing though, right? So, oh yeah, I'm still playing. I, I just played a concert with Jimmy Heath and wow. and uh, and guys just this past Saturday. You know, fantastic. So I'm still playing. I'm still as busy as I want to be. I'm 82. So wow. Is... For for me, I teach and I'm trying to help the younger guys. Now it's their time. They've listened to me all of these years. Now is my time to listen to them and encourage them and help them through because they're the future well that's beautiful you know that's a really lovely sentiment uh, to, to end the show with so uh, it remains for us to say thank you very much for your time uh, uh, Mr. Bob Grancho. thank you for having me I really appreciate it no it's fantastic thank you, thank you sir alright thank you okay. Bob take care okay. alright thank you bye bye bye